Something came from Baltimore, Baltimore. Something came from Baltimore, Baltimore. Hello, my name is Tom Gowker, and I will be your host today. You already know that Baltimore area has some of the best jazz musicians in America. If you just drive south on 95, about 25 miles, you're getting close to that Washington, D.C. area. D.C. is the home of the regional sound called go-go music. So go-go music is party music. From the 1970s to the present, go-go music is a participatory, in-your-face, funk, progressive party. It's infectious as it is spiritual. Back in the 70s, D.C. was a blighted, forgotten city. And it was always weird how D.C. could be the nation's capital and be so forgotten and mismanaged. There were hits. In 1978, the godfather of Go-Go, Chuck Brown and the Soul Searchers, hit gold with the song Bustin' Loose. In 1988, Spike Lee incorporated EU, which stands for Experience Unlimited, and they had a big hit on the School Days movie called The Butt. Joined up with Salt and Peppa in 1992 for the big hit, Shake Your Thing. Regional to national, go go music blew up and you didn't even know it. It was in all your music. Now, 30 years later, Chocolate City is no more. The Chocolate City is now in the vanilla suburbs. This high influx of people did change the culture and marginalized go-go music again, back to being a regional musical style. But it's time to talk about go-go music, and today, via Zoom, I have the leader of the Jogo Project, Elijah Jamal Bald. He is a composer, educator, award-winning saxophonist who has performed with a godfather, Chuck Brown, before his passing in 2012. Elijah is dedicated to preserving and promoting go-go music since 2014. It's a little jazz. It's a little go-go. It's the Jogo Project. We're going to continue with an original composition that we wrote dedicated to the late, great godfather of go-go, Chuck Brown, y'all. That's right. So we're going to do this song. It's available on all streaming platforms. This is called One for Pops. Y'all ready to go go in this joint, man? We came all the way from Washington, D.C. to B-more. They say B-more loves go-go, so I said, you know what? We will keep coming through this thing. I'm going to get the groove. I ain't going to talk to you too much. You ready, Claire? 
Welcome to Something Came From Baltimore. Thanks for having me. You are a founding member of the Jogo Project. It has been running, I think, since for the last seven, eight years, uh, preserving the, the heritage of go-go music. And that's kind of what we want to talk about today is go-go music. But how is that going, the uh, Jogo Project? It's going great. It's a band that I started in 2014 at the end of a residency at Strathmore, just outside of the D.C. area. And that was just a couple years after the godfather of Go-Go, Chuck Brown, had passed away, who I was very fortunate to perform with the last year of his life. When I started the Jogo Project, it was me bringing my love of jazz and my love of Go-Go into one world, into one band. And since then, we've recorded a few different tracks, one full EP. We were named the best go-go song in 2018 for a song that we recorded called Dear Draylin. And we were the first ever go-go band to perform in Russia. We went on a State Department tour, building bridges between the Russians and Americans during times when tensions were high between the two countries. And what better way to unite people with music and even better with go-go music. That's funny. Tensions were high. Like, they're, they're not high today. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. They're kind of always, you know, it's, it's an interesting relationship, but that's the beautiful thing about music. They always, It's kind of cliche. They say it's a universal language, but it really is because a lot of the times our audiences didn't speak a word of English, but we were able to communicate with our music. Do you feel that your experience with, with Chuck Brown, you're right, he is the godfather, when he uh, past, do you feel that the, the light of go-go-ness had, had dimmed a little? Yeah, I think a lot of people, a lot of musicians, a lot of the bands in town just were in shock. Didn't know what to do, what steps to take, you know, if go, if there would be a world of go-go without Chuck Brown. But I continue to this day actually to play with the Chuck Brown Legacy Band and all the go-go bands that, that were around during Chuck's day seem to still be working. And since then, there's been a huge movement of go-go called Don't Mute DC, uh, started actually by some of the busking musicians. Their uh, presence was being threatened by gentrification in DC, areas where these, these musicians had been busking for years and decades. And it's important to note that it's one of the only ways they're able to afford to live in the city is by busking. And then you would have people moving into town and, you know, be here for three months and say, well, I want these buskers out of my neighborhood or out of, out of where I'm working or whatever. 
and many of them were go-go musicians. And when go-go music was threatened, the community, the missions really rallied around the music. And I feel like it's, in a way, it's, it's given the music a new breath and a new life from the Don't Mute DC movement and Long Live Go-Go. When I was aware of go-go music, it was in the 80s. Didn't live too far from, from uh, DC. So DC was a, is a completely different place than what it was then. It was very dangerous. I think it was the most dangerous city in America for a decade. It was rough. It has just had a renaissance really within the last 20 years where it went from rough to unaffordable <laughs> and unrealistic expectations of how to live in there. It becomes very difficult. But go-go music was a communal experience. It was people being together in a, in a way that it's like almost like a Grateful Dead concert or it's a it's a spiritual experience where people are just gathering together, dancing together, enjoying the music. And that, while Go-Go has its actual like physical connotation as how, how it sounds, it's that presence of being together and dancing together that's the most important part. And that's kind of where I was like, maybe that's the problem that you can't sell this across the country or the world because you have to experience it to love it. You have to be in the in the mix, and it's not something that you turn around and put a record on and say, okay, now I get it. You have to be there, and you're like, okay, now I get it. And that whole experience has really just, as gentrification came, that opportunity to uh, be in that community setting has really like dwindled, and people are afraid to congregate like they used to. You said a lot of things that were spot on. That's one of my favorite things about really any music concert is when I'm on stage, I look out into the audience and it's always diverse. It's almost always a, a, an eclectic group of people, different ages, different religions, gender, everything. So, um, and then you add Go-Go to the mix. Go-Go is one of the most audience involved styles of music that I've ever played. Uh, mm -hmm. The first gig I ever did with Chuck Brown, I noticed a few things. He was reaching into the audience, grabbing hands, he was shouting people out that he knew there. He didn't know you. You could write your name on like a little you know, piece of paper and he would shout you out anyways. He would do call and response and the entire audience would respond. They were so engaged. A lot of times they knew all the lyrics to his songs. So yeah, I think there is sometimes negative connotation uh, surrounding Go-Go. But if you've, again, if you've been to a Go-Go or seen it firsthand, and seeing, see how unifying it can be amongst the audience and even between the audience and the musicians and the bartenders and everybody in the building really is enjoying themselves at a go-go concert. So it's a beautiful thing. What does go-go mean to you? Or, or, or if someone who doesn't have never heard it before, what's the basis of go-go? We'll go that direction. Well, it's, it's kind of similar. I play a lot of jazz as well, obviously. And it's similar. Like, you know, some people hear a jazz recording and they're put to sleep. But then... They go see a jazz band live and, you know, it's such an energetic experience and similar to Go-Go. If you are able to, to seek it out, and as you mentioned, unfortunately, it's harder and harder to do these days in D.C. proper. But again, all the bands are still working and, and you can find them somewhere. But Go-Go, to me, is one of the greatest styles of music and one of the most influential that people don't even know about. There's a song called Ashley's Roach Clip that the Soul Searchers recorded in the 70s. And there's a drum breakdown on that that's been sampled by over 300 hip-hop artists, like artists we all know. A lot of people don't talk about that influence. And 
Just a great groove that makes you move, as Chuck Brown used to say. The live music from the Jogo Project is coming from a live show at the Keystone Corner in Baltimore. The Keystone Corner is a must if you are coming into the Baltimore area. The food, the sight lines, and the fun are intoxicating. You have to check it out. You're listening to Elijah Jamal Ball from the Jogo Project on Something Came From Baltimore. Thank you for listening, subscribing, and sharing the podcast with your friends. We also have Patreon. Check it out in the show notes. Understanding Baltimore is to understand go-go music. They're close cousins, so let's get back into the show. This is something else. Hold on, 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 hold on. Last night I had a DC audience, all right? I'm trying to see DC up in this hill. Come on! Come on! Come on! Come on! In the 80s and the 90s, I bought the EU album, taking it like Rare Essence. I had the opportunity to jump from regional to national. EU's uh, Shake Your Thing with uh, Salt Pepper and Chuck Brown's Busting Loose, which uh, didn't really have a go-go vibe, more as it had a dance vibe. It was, wasn't really representative, but there's also a lot of regional artists, like Miami Bass was out there. There were things that were reaching the masses, like, oh, we're doing this regionally. You know, the here, this is something that could take off. It never did. And that's where I was like, you know, I, I thought, oh, the only reason it didn't go well is, one, it was recorded poorly. It didn't represent the sound of what was going on. You couldn't get this album and you listen to it and go, oh, now I get go-go. It, it's felt a little... Um, stripped down um, but yeah people talk about that, that all the time and on some level I, I feel like it's history yet to be written because you see more and more really every year I've noticed some major artists make a nod to go-go that you know either introduces people to the music or um, just brings a lot of people in that probably wouldn't normally hear it because they're not DC natives or don't have a, a friend they went to college with that's from DC um, or somebody to really pull them in uh, firsthand. So like you got when, when Sugar Bear and James Funk were on the BET Awards, um, back when Jill Scott recorded It's Love, and which turned out that was like a, a nod to Chuck Brown. And more recently, CeeLo. CeeLo Green collaborating with Go-Go Musicians. song that sort of had like a go-go groove you could tell it was it was definitely go-go inspired we can't put it in the hands of fame. 
What I'd like to see is some mainstream go-go music that really features some of the local musicians in these bands, because I've played with all the bands now. I've, I've been fortunate to perform a backyard band, and at rehearsals really discovered how amazing each musician in that band is. Um, and they have a way of just bringing it together in such a strong way. They still rehearse. They show up to rehearsals with a positive attitude. Um, Rare Essence, a band full of great musicians. Trouble Funk. You know, all, all these bands have so much talent. There's just so much talent in the D.C. area. Um, and I would love to see them make it to some of these national stages with some of the national artists that are starting to show Go-Go more love. And I think it's going to continue to happen over time. Yes, a lot of Go-Go recordings could be, you know, mixed and produced better. But I, I thought it was interesting that the one backyard hit that went viral uh, somewhat recently was of their recording of Hello by Adele. And that's a pretty, uh, you know, it's, it's not a super highly produced track. And it still got really popular and went, you know, helped them get more notoriety and things like that. So, you know, being ready when those opportunities arise. Mm. So, Elijah Balbet from the Jogo Project, thank you very much for joining me today on Something Came from Baltimore. Thanks for having me. I hope you're enjoying your interview today with Elijah Balt from the Jogo Project. The welcome mat is in front of the door and expect more interviews with Gogo All-Stars and Legends. Check the show notes for the Spotify Gogo playlist. Also, you can find Patreon and you subscribe and be a part of that Be More Music.